The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Welcome back to the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, Andrew Gross in with Brad Whisker, Jalen Nye off this week. And uh, before we get to these news stories, uh, I have to mention the fact that uh, uh, Bob Stoffer does not know how a thermostat works. <laughs> so when I came in today, the thermostat was cranked all the way up and he had a fan on. It's like, which is it, buddy? Are you hot or are you cold? Hot flashes. I <laughs> well, yeah, he just said that. All right. We'll carry on here. I just cranked it right down. Then you came in. You're like, what's it doing turned off? Well, you don't turn the thermostat down to zero or else it doesn't know what to do. And it often produces warm air. Yeah, that's that's the same as me. Uh, all right. So we said we had some... <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it seems like it could be funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And turn me off. I don't know what to do. I'm just hot air. Uh, (laughs) So we have these three stories, and I shouldn't be laughing. It's sad, and uh, we were talking about trolls earlier. The only, uh, and I suppose trolling is not a crime, or it can be. Oh, we got a funny story about a troll. Did you see that story? The guy who... uh, threatened a company? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll have to get to that one as well. Maybe we can do that in this half hour. Um, it can be a crime, trolling, but but this really is a crime, and I was going to say the only crime that makes less sense than that, uh, trolling, is vandalism. I've never understood the crime of vandalism. I never have either. I mean, when I was a kid, I'm sure I did some stupid stuff yeah. that upset my parents. And but you're was... assuming, of course, it is a kid, right? Yes. Because we don't know. Well, yes. Right. Uh, but just... They were typically, for me anyways, any incident I got in trouble with, with my parents, was something in school. I didn't do a report I should have done. I said something I shouldn't have said in class. Just Mm -hmm. those typical foolish things. And I I did associate, and I had friends that did commit acts of vandalism, and I think that's just what happens when you're younger. I never had the desire. What's the point? What satisfaction do I get to pop someone's tire, go spray paint someone's front door, leave a bag of dog crap and light it on fire on someone's front step. It just never appealed to me. Oh, wait a minute. That's not vandalism, that last one. Well, once they step on it. That's just tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I got my car broken into. Well, I shouldn't even say I got my car broken into. I left my car unlocked one night, Uh, stupidly, because I live what I've believed in a nice, safe neighborhood, which is, of course, a fertile ground for for thieves. I never even thought about it. They're not robbing each other. They're coming over to Twilliger. But um, so they got into my car and they stole some smokes, uh, some money that was between the seats. Uh, They saw I can't remember what all they stole, but they stole some stuff before they went. They keyed my car. And it was like, guys, the the social contract between us is that I was stupid enough to leave my car unlocked, so therefore, <laughs> I facilitated the crime. That's a fair exchange of of circumstance. Yeah. Why'd you key my car? Do you know how much that? Yeah, you, you know, took that, my change. You took right. my smokes. I now need to go buy those smokes. Right. I'm never going to recover this change, obviously. Right. But why did you key the car? Why key the car? What? Just run away with what you had. And even from a criminal perspective, why'd you hang around to key the car? If you're committing a crime, kids, leave. 
That's fundamental to committing crime. Well, and my understanding would be that you've committed an additional crime by keying the car. You've already yeah, broke. True. You've already broken yeah, into the is, car and stolen the valuables, true. right? You're already going to get in trouble if you get caught. But now you've decided to tack on another offense by, hey guys, shouldn't we just ruin this guy's paint job? I know. It, Why? It, the crime makes no sense. The reason we're talking about it, of course, is uh, the dozens of Edmonton bus shelters that got smashed overnight. It's a vandalism spree. There's no benefit to whoever did it. They didn't, I don't know what benefit, but city officials saying at least 25 Edmonton bus shelters vandalized last night uh, as of 11.30 a.m. That was the count. They were mostly in the Rutherford uh, Callaghan Callahan area. Um, the city is saying they started receiving calls around 1.15 a.m. when an off-duty peace officer called about a damaged bus shelter. And then from that moment, bus drivers, I guess, were phoning in to say that they had seen. So all of them now are, like, roped off by the city. It's going to cost uh, about $500 per pane of glass, per section of glass, which puts the cost to the city uh, in the area of ten dollars to $15,000 to uh, repair it all. So, why? Right. Where's the satisfaction? And I'm not trying to promote the fact that breaking into cars is a better idea because you gain someone else's valuables, but going around and just smashing bus shelters. Yeah. Oh, what? High school's out, so you need to have fun on a Tuesday night, so we're going to stroll around with a bag of rocks and smash these in? Yeah, I know. Why? I know. Just why? I mean, it just makes no sense. No crime makes sense. No act of vandalism ever makes sense. But this has to be one of the most senseless of all of them. Absolutely. And and the only thing I would add to this is that with 25 shelters haven't been hit, and the numbers are still being reported, so there could be more, somebody saw something. So call Crime Stoppers, call the police uh, on the non-emergency line, call your city councilor if you want to. I don't care. Call us if yeah. you'd like. Tell us who you saw do it. And let's let's find them. And and not I, I I just want you know sometimes you just feel like stupid crime just never gets taken to justice. You know? Do you remember we had this situation before and they caught the guy? Yeah. Remember that? They oh, yeah. uh, it was the lady and the guy and they were throwing rocks with uh, one of those whatever they call them. Yeah, and that was you know that was one of many cases. It seems that bus shelters are a hot spot for senseless vandals. And you know those TV shows where they bring these. To me, idiotic youth, and we don't know if these are youth, but I'm going to use youth yeah. as an example. They bring them into a to a prison, and they meet the inmates. These are the type of kids that need to be brought in there, yeah, because these are the ones yeah, that need to be scared, scared sen- senseless. <laughs> yeah, go in there, and see, you know, it starts with vandalism, right? Yeah. And it's like doing drugs; it it escalates for a lot of people. Sure, you start with smashing bus shelters, it moves on to breaking into cars, keying mm-hmm. cars, and then it progresses from there, and then you become involved in a world that you really should never have gotten into in the first place. Yeah, I want to see a show of these kids who are being weak vandals, so to say, who just think that they can go and do whatever they want, be brought into a cell and talk to a guy that's been sitting there for five years yeah. and have him scare the crap out of them, and they'll never do this type of garbage again. I laughed when you were saying it, and it's not a funny crime. 
it's an annoying one, but I laugh because it's scared straight. And you said scared senseless, and I thought, well, that'd be a good follow-up show to Scared Straight. Like, do Scared Straight if it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring them back yeah. for Scared Senseless. It didn't work the first time, and you were scared straight. But now, let me tell you. And then the movie is beat the crap out of. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be encouraging any of this. Uh, I'll make mention of this because I did. I said that uh, vandalism. I, I was talking about trolling not being a crime. Uh, this is not an Edmonton story, but one I found this morning. There's a 54-year-old guy. His name is William Stanley. Uh, he's a search engine optimization expert, which is a very important thing if you've got a website. Um, search engine optimization is much more difficult than it was years ago. It used to be that if you're, say, andrewgross.com, as long as I was Andrew Gross and you search for Andrew, that's the first one that will come up. But that's not the case anymore. If somebody else talks about, like, Chad would come up first instead of my site. And I want my site to come up, right? So that's what search optimization experts do. This guy's in Dallas. So what he did, though, was he basically told a financial firm that if they didn't give him $30,000, he would post negative reviews about them on Yelp, and he threatened to use tricks to promote the post so lots of people would see them. And the way search optimization works these days, if you're looking for... Um, say, a good uh, investment company, a financial firm, but there's one that's getting terrible, terrible reviews, uh, Google will push that down the search because they don't want to direct you to a bad company, right? To tie on to that, just quickly, Yeah, Yelp is the be-all, end-all now. Like, I know. People go online and they do one simple search, a restaurant, a business, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And if they're a one-star or two-star, just because of one guy who yeah. was upset or one woman who was upset with the work or the food, they're ruined. And you know what? We were talking earlier about if you're going to have a social media presence, have a social media presence. If you are a company that gets routinely, the type of company that gets routinely um, reviewed on TripAdvisor, Yelp, those kind of things, check that out every day. Respond to them. Yeah. Because some of those reviews are totally unfair, and a good response to a bad review will go a long way to not only wiping out that review, uh, and I'm not asking for you to go on there and say, please take your review down. Tell us your side of the story. Because I like reading the company side of the story and going, ah, okay. That I makes believe, way more sense. I believe sense. you do. You would right. be that guy that would go through every comment just to make sure you have the camera system set up at home to make yeah. sure everything is smooth there. <laughs> exactly. You're a Yelp guy, too. I, I can totally see that, Andrew. Uh, it's funny. So this guy that we're talking about, William Stanley, the 54-year-old uh, expert from Dallas, so he uh, basically tries to extort this company for $30,000. They phone the police and press charges. He's found guilty. Guilty. He has to pay 175000 uh, in restitution, and he got three years in prison. So, But the story doesn't end there, which makes it even funnier. Um, so you know overcrowding in prisons these days. So he, gets, he has to pay 175000 and three years, but he gets paroled less than a year later because he's been rehabilitated and or they were overcrowded. So what's the first thing he does when he gets out? He goes ahead and carries out his threat. He just goes online gets on Facebook, Glassdoor.com, whatever that is, Yelp, and a few other sites, and just starts hammering this company just like he threatened that he would do. I guess probably a little upset that they sent him to prison. What was this guy thinking in the first place? He's an idiot. Openly walking in and saying, hey, 
if you don't do what I say, yeah, I'm going to do this to your company and ruin you. And then go ahead and do it. Yeah. See, when you're looking for a long list of suspects, it gets pretty short. <laughs> so, I don't think they. I don't think they had the perp walk into the no. the height, uh, the uh, whatever you want to call it there, where they measure them. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was him, I yeah. think. They don't need an eyewitness for this one. So you know, some wait, has anyone ever threatened to go on all these sites? Yes, this guy. So they arrest him again because it's him, and uh, take him to court. Well, hey, the guy who was out after a year and who had to pay. 175000 a grand in restitution the first time. The judge was less sympathetic the second. Um, the judge sentenced him to eight years in prison and a $5.6 million settlement in restitution. $5.6 million. Now, they'll never get it. No. But they can pursue him for the rest of his life for that money. He'll have a hard time ever making money. Well, especially since he's going to be working at a fast food restaurant now for the rest of his <laughs> yeah. life, if getting any work at all. For sure. So, I mean, man, this guy this guy tops the list of idiots of idiots. I, I feel like the story might not even be over. I feel like if we watch this for another eight years... Oh, he'll be out before that. <laughs> yeah, he'll he be, will. Because you know he'll, he'll go on good four. behavior, right? Yeah, yeah. He'll go on good behavior and say, yeah, I'm totally fine. And the, he won't even seek work. He's going gonna, gonna to get out of prison yeah, and just go straight the, to a computer. Do the same thing again. Excuse me, where's the nearest Starbucks? I need to get online. <laughs> yeah, or a public library. And Or he'll just hack into the prison's computer and get himself released. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> hey, God, now Brian, before we take our break, wants to talk to us. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. Your show in the afternoon. Good, Good. show. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, what I want to what I want to point out is people just don't want to get involved because I have a friend that just recently got robbed in broad daylight in the afternoon in, in Calgary in a neighborhood that we'll say is a new Canadian neighborhood. And they just sat and watched these, pe- these three people get robbed by these three guys. And they just sat there and just watched them because they figure if they get involved, then they got to go to court. They got to take time off. And they just, people just don't want to get involved. It's sad. I'm not one of them. Yeah. I'm a truck driver, and uh, I certainly, uh, if, if I see something on the road or I see a crime being committed, I make a point of getting involved. But unfortunately, uh, there's uh, people out there, and I'm, I'm just going to tread lightly on this, that don't want to get involved because of some of their nationalities. It, that's certainly possible, but it certainly is not limited to new Canadians, right? But that is the idea behind Crime Stoppers, though, because it's anonymous. So if you saw something and know something, Crime Stoppers doesn't need to know your name. They don't need to know who you are or where you're from or anything else. They'll anonymously use that information and bring the culprits. But you know the other thing, too, though, and I'm trying to think um, what the story was, but I don't have it in front of me. But I know it was in Canada because it was RCMP who were talking about, oh, it was a guy who was out working on his car and he saw four young people breaking into cars or trying car handles to see if they were open. And he confronted them and they beat him senseless and sent him to hospital. He's going to recover, I think. But the RCMP saying, don't physically get involved. Pick up the phone and phone, right? And that's the thing. Even if you don't know how to get hold of Crime Stoppers, you know what 911, you know how to call 911. You can also do that and just say, look, this is happening, and hang up. Yeah. 
That's all you need to yeah. do. And I, I think people really need to to use the value of Crime Stoppers too because of that anonymous feature. And yeah. if there is a physical altercation and you feel, you know what, I don't want to get involved, but I've seen this right. and I need to report it, that's a very good option. And I think people tend to forget the availability and accessibility of Crime Stoppers. Yeah. And it is a message that we see in the newsroom often from any police detachment is, hey, if you don't want to call us, please call Crime Stoppers sure. because they will be willing to help you out. And most importantly, you can remain, remain anonymous. There is one thing, guys, that need to be vandalized. There is one thing. What's that? Trains. Because they, they got nice, great graffiti on them. They look really nice. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. You know what? Good. Uh, that's the thing. That's a, a conversation for another day as to whether or not graffiti is vandalism. Because I love some of the stuff on the walls uh, downtown, or that I've seen in bigger cities, where I think that's really well done. Or on train cars when you see them go by, and you think yeah. that looks great. Yeah, it does. It spruces them up a little. Yeah, exactly. Brian, thanks for that. Uh, stay safe on the highway, my friend. We need to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to a couple more local stories. And Alf, your phone call. 53 on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. Alf, I see you on hold. I'll get to you right away. Devin, our uh, in-studio operator, uh, you said you were on a crew for the city that that dealt with, va- would not vandalism, with graffiti? Graffiti. I mean, it was part of our job. Yeah, I worked uh city of Edmonton on, you know, in the parks department, go around to playgrounds and skate parks and clean them up and stuff. And yeah, my boss is a very friendly towards graffiti, actually. He said as long as it wasn't, you know, foul language or anything graphic, he said just leave it be. But, you know, gang tags and stuff like that, we would go and scrub right, those right. off. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, honestly. I thought you were going to tell me something completely different because obviously a job's a job. You do as you're told. But mm-hmm. but like I said, I really like that graffiti. So if it was artistic, they left it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was just my crew. I can't speak for other crews, but that's what we were told. If it was, you know, if it looked nice, just leave it alone. If it was foul, then yeah, get rid of it. Those uh, gang symbols you're talking about, are those those sort of, uh, I hate to be the old guy here, that sort of sketchy, you don't even know what it is? Yeah, I mean, squiggly. it's not always necessarily a gang. It might just be someone's tag who is a graffiti artist, but uh, when it's just that, like, all squiggly stuff, yeah, we would get rid of those. Huh. All right. Well, Devin, interesting to know. Uh, Alf wants to talk to us. I don't want to run out of time. Hi, Alf. you got uh, two minutes, my friend. Okay. Some time ago, a few years ago, I was in the Boyle Street area going home, and I saw these two young black fellows uh, uh, assaulting a Chinese elder on, on 95th Street. So I came across, because I don't like to see that kind of thing happen, I came across, and I said, what are you boys doing? And they're like, no, it's none of your business, old man. I'm not in my neighborhood. You know, leave them alone and get out of here. But uh, a confrontation ensued where the one young fella took off, and the other one was standing by there, and he got a knife out, and he stabbed me, and he wants my phone. And and I, I should have got a little more physical than I did, but I, you know, the end result pretty much was that he got my phone and took off. Oh. So the police were called, you know, the, the Chinese elder was okay and I was okay. But about an hour later, the policeman said, do you say it was a young black man, black track pants, black t-shirt? Yeah. So they went and got him because this fool circled back. But this He circled back is, to his hunting grounds. Yeah. So I got my phone back. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see hey, that coming. I didn't either. Hey, good for you. Karma's, <laughs> uh, karma's, uh, uh, anyways. I will not walk by something like that. I'm, you know, yes, I'm putting my life on the line, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to let people be assaulted or bullied. And, and listen to you guys. That's what 
come to my mind. So yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Alf. Uh, yeah. Take uh, stay safe. I was going to say other. I, I would be more. I, I know that I am the type of guy that would say something and make a, a scene. Yeah. But I would assess the situation like two youths uh, in a rougher neighborhood. Um, I would be more likely to dial nine one one and then yell, "I'm dialing nine one one." You know. Yeah, make a scene kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's another good option just to let them know that, hey, there's eyes on you. Yeah. You're not making a good decision right now, pal. So, well, like we always say on the show, hey, there's cameras everywhere, too. So I can't imagine there's a single crime committed five years from now that won't be caught on video. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.